Um, good morning. It's Monday, November 23rd, and I figured I would talk about some gratitude things this week. I know Thanksgiving's coming up, and that's kind of like a lot of people do the whole, I'm grateful for this every day for the month, and you know, if they don't do it that way, then maybe like during this week, they're just like, these are the things I'm grateful for. And I kind of do think part of self-care, I think we should be talking about the things we're grateful for, like all the time. Um, there were times where I'd had really bad day at work, like whether somebody died, sometimes two in a shift that has happened way more than once for me, unfortunately, but, um, clearly, unfortunately for the people who lost people that day, but I'm just saying like for a, one shift to have two people die in one shift is just like, are you fucking kidding me? Like they're bad enough when you have one, but, um, I would come home and like be grateful for like just the smallest thing. Like I'm grateful that everybody's alive in my house currently. And I would go to bed being grateful that, you know, the kids were healthy and it's just kind of one of those things I think I commonly do at night. Like, I'm just grateful I hear Miles strumming his guitar. I'm, you know, grateful that the kids, even if they're arguing, are in their room and safe. And I think that if we all practice gratitude, even on the bleakest days, it, it can help put things into focus. And I know it's really hard sometimes when you do have illness or you have death in your family to be like, what the fuck should I be grateful for? But I mean, I do. I I think like, you know, if you're, ki you know, I, it's like I said, it's hard because like I always go to my kids are alive and healthy. My kids are alive and healthy. Like that's like one of those things that plays over and over in my head. And I think you just have to find whatever it is that you can cling to every day to be grateful for because it is hard. You know, if you've got bills overdue, maybe you're looking at foreclosure, you have to move or maybe you've got somebody that's in the hospital or you just experienced the death of somebody you love very much. Like, you know, you can have a lot of things pile up. And sometimes it's hard to sift through all that and say, oh, here's the thing. Here's the thing I'm grateful for. So I'm going to kind of give you my own list personally of things I'm grateful for. And maybe something on there similar to yours. Um, I'm grateful that everybody in my house is alive and healthy right now. I mean, this month having a couple deaths and having a family member hospitalized for kind of like a stroke. I'm uh, grateful that we're all alive. I mean, there are people this month that do not have somebody anymore in their life that's alive. And I know they're struggling really hard. So that's, that's something I just, you can probably think of the people in your life that you're grateful that they're alive and start there. Um, I'm grateful that I've been reading books. I just got a book for a book club with my nieces, Ashley and Larissa, they, and a couple other people in the group. It's called The Opposite of Loneliness. It's Essays and Stories by Marina Keegan. And it's kind of a sad thing, of course, because this girl was like 22, graduated from college, and she wrote this essay that I think went viral, but it like went viral, I think, upon her death. And then they, her family got all this stuff together of these really cute stories and kind of poignant stories that she had written while she was in college, and they put it into a book. And for me, reading it, somebody who was 22 and she wanted to be a writer, and then it's like, I always think of like Emily Dickinson and people that like didn't become famous until after their death. And I don't know, I think about how I would like to write and publish something and how I'm so terrified to do it, but I've got so many stories here on my computer and written down in journals and even on my phone, on like the little notepad thing I have, like ideas for stories, and I don't want to, you know, wait till I'm dead for somebody to sift through them and maybe think they're decent enough to publish. Like I need to get on, you know, get on that. 
because I've been working on it for a couple of years, but I, you know, I even went to like Kindle direct publishing thing that they offered at the library to like get my own account on Kindle publishing so I can just upload books to sell and do eBooks and people can buy them. And I just haven't quite like published one yet. So when I read that kind of shit, I'm like, get on the ball. Like you can do this. Nothing's stopping you. You've been off work for three weeks. Like why haven't you started writing? And it's, I think I'm just afraid. I mean, really, I'm afraid that like, what if it's not good enough? What if nobody buys it? Like, what if like, this is a pipe dream that I have that I could write something and it's not sustainable for me to like survive on to sell books, you know, like I would love to do that, but what if it's not good? And then I have to remember back when I went to nursing school and, you know, I had a lot of bad things happen there. Miles's dad passed away when I was pregnant and, you know, I had to take a little break from school for a little bit. Then I managed to get back into it. And the second time I went back into it, I was like, there is no option. Like I have to finish this so I can work. And I think that like, if I have that mentality that this is what I have to do and put my all into it, maybe, I mean, most people that read things I write say I do a good job. So maybe I need to just get out of my own way and just publish something already. Um, what else am I grateful for books? I've read my family. I'm grateful that I have food in the house. Like, I don't know. These are like small things to be grateful for, but I just, I think if like, maybe if you grew up poor and you didn't always have food in the house, which that wasn't me because we did always have food. We did. My mom grew up really poor. So she always made sure we had food in the house. Um, but I know there are people that don't have food in their house. I know there are people that, you know, they're just eating ramen and they're waiting till they get paid next week and they've got nothing. So I'm always like offering anybody, anytime I hear somebody make a joke about not having food, I'm like, oh, do you want food? Let me call a friend of mine. I haven't talked to you in a month. Do you want any? I mean, usually it's shit I'm making. I'm sure they're like, hell no. But I'm like, I made tofu Alfredo. Like, do you want some tonight? And, uh, it wasn't bad. I made like a tofu Alfredo last night with like, cause Max wanted chicken and you know, tofu is like a dollar 75 for a block of tofu and it will feed all five of us. So you do the math, you buy like some hamburger that's like nine bucks or something for a pound. Maybe it's five or six. You're getting some chintzy ass meat. I don't know. But like tofu is a dollar 75, less than two fucking dollars for protein to feed a family of five. Like I just, I'm saying it's just so much cheaper to buy groceries when you don't eat meat. But, um, like Miles, you know, I had went over to my friend to check on her last night and Miles had like made the tofu in the oven where you put some, you know, seasoning on it and some olive oil. And then like when you bake it in the oven, it kind of gets like a chewy like chicken, if you will, and not like real smooth because tofu itself is just like real creamy. But if you do it in the oven, it gets kind of like a chewiness. And Miles ate it and he was like, oh, this is actually pretty good. And then I threw it in the Alfredo sauce and then, you know, the pasta and there we go. Tofu Alfredo. But uh, yeah, I'm grateful for having food in the house. I'm um, grateful I have a house. Like these are things that are small for being grateful for the week. But I have, you know, I always say I have four walls and a roof-ish because my roof leaks in some areas. But, you know, again, I remember we went to Washington, D.C. a couple years ago. And I had never really been to a big, big city. I mean... Cleveland is the biggest city I've personally been to. I've never been to New York City. I've never been like, so, you know, everybody where I live is like one homeless guy that we might see out about. Oh, yeah, Jerry was out. That's the one homeless dude that everybody will buy like McDonald's for or, like when he's at Walmart, buy drinks and food and whatever for him. And then I know like people actually had him on the Ashtabula page. Like, oh, he's in the nursing home now. If anybody's curious, whatever happened to Jerry? Like one homeless person in this area. We went to uh, Washington, D.C. in the middle of summer 
and, you know, fucking like 90 some degrees the few days we were there. And um, we were driving down to the city and there was like this like bridge overpass area. I don't know, like 50 people, 50 people just huddled with like shopping carts and freaking like layers of clothes. And I felt like I, I mean, I'm sure New York is probably just, it just was really jarring for all of us to see like, oh my God, those people not have a home. And because we don't see it like that, it's easy to like not think about it. So yeah, I'm grateful that I have a home and food and family safe and books to read and board games to play. And during a pandemic, my house was a sanctuary. And I know that not everybody gets to have that. If they live in an abusive home, that's not a sanctuary for them. And, you know, for me and my family, we got to put our pool up this summer, our nice deck we stay in. Like we spent a week. I had a week vacation in May that I was supposed to go to like this homeschool thing that got canceled. And we spent a week doing our gardening staining our deck, putting up our pool, putting up our lawn furniture outside. And we had a whole beautiful, nice summer of just being here as a family. And it was beautiful. I enjoyed it. I was, I'm not one of the people that's complaining about what I didn't get to do because of the pandemic. Like I just, I haven't yet because this home is my sanctuary. And now we're spending our fall. My husband had three weeks off of work. So yes, we've had two page he didn't get a paycheck last week and I won't be getting one this week because I haven't worked in three weeks either but I had mono we had a lot of things go on family wise but um again you know we paid everything up current last month so it's okay we'll figure it out this month and hopefully I'll get some hours this coming week or so but we've just been working on things internally now we're like oh let's go through our shoes let's go through our clothes let's clean out some things and get rid of some junk and it's kind of forced us to take care of things in the house that I think most of us spend our time like always going and doing, you know, I'm working 60 hours a week. Oh, I finally have two days off. I'm going to go out and enjoy myself, go out to eat, go to see a movie, go to a restaurant, you know, go shopping and buy more, buy more, get more with all the money I have. And I don't know, like, I feel like I have an excessive amount of things in my house. I have an abundance of things. Like I have 10 pair of fucking shoes. Granted, I talk to people and they've got like 20 or more pair of shoes, but like, I just think that's excessive. I mean, I feel like you need one pair of dressy shoes, like one pair of tennis shoes and like a pair of boots, like maybe, you know what I mean? Like just three things. I don't think you need more than three pair and maybe sandals. Fine. Four pair of shoes. I can get it down to four pair and I have 10. So I do. I feel like we all have an excessive amount of everything. Uh, we will not talk about my excessive amount of books because that's just crazy. You need books. Um, <laughs> you don't need 10 pair of shoes. I guess we all have something we feel like we have, you know, you need this, you need 10 pair. Um, so that's kind of where I'm grateful that we've been able to have that time this year to spend together as a family. I'm grateful that we are all healthy-ish right now. I'm my mono. I got a reactivation of my mono this month and my doctor claims it's usually not as long as like your original infection. So when I had it like in 2019 in August, it was like a fucking month and I was working full time and I know we stayed away from jujitsu because you can't get any injuries to your midsection and they worry about your spleen and, you know, being enlarged and you like rupturing it. But, uh, I've been taking it easy. Haven't skated, haven't done anything fun. So yeah, let's hope that, uh, the tiredness will leave me soon and I can maybe get back to get some hours at work. So that's kind of what I'm grateful for this week. little gratitude, of things that I'm personally grateful for. Think about the things that you're grateful for and 
I know it's hard sometimes. Like I said, it's, it's hard because we're during a pandemic. People are missing out on seeing their families. I, I guess I just look at things differently. I just look at my family. Like I said, I think it's because we had two funerals in like a month and like being like, hey, I'm just grateful my fucking family's alive. I can fucking do Zoom meetings. I can do instant message with my mother. And like what I won't be able to live with is if I see her and she gets sick and hospitalized or worse, like because I was like, fuck it, let's just get together and hang out. So, you know, everybody's making their own choices. I understand that they're going to get together with who they're going to get together with. I see it already online. Um, It's just going to be us five. And to be honest, I talked about like the Pico massacre with the Indians with my kids already, because that's like, we're celebrating Thanksgiving. You should look that up, by the way. Is it P-E-Q-U-O-T? I'm probably spelling that a little wrong, but uh, look it up. And we talked about why we should celebrate Thanksgiving the last, I don't know, decade or so like that. I've, you know, was educated myself in my twenties where I'm like, Oh, this isn't such a happy holiday. And then I've taught my kids that all through the years enough that like Evan was like, you kind of ruin every holiday. I'm like, yes, I do. Like we should, shouldn't celebrate half of them. Like they're all terrible, but, um, we're, you know, Mark's going to work Thanksgiving. I was going to see if somebody wanted some hours off Thanksgiving and I could pick up some of them. I figure I could just squeeze four hours of a shift in and it won't be so rough on my mono tired self um so we're probably i mean i know everybody likes eating their big turkey and sweet potatoes and all that good stuff i mean we could do that any day of the week it doesn't have to be on thanksgiving exactly so that holiday's never been that big of a deal to me but for people who it is and people missing their families i'm sorry and for people you know just kind of try to practice gratitude this week and what you're grateful for and I really think that should be something you incorporate into your daily life anyways. Like, it could be June. You should be practicing gratitude daily. Daily. What am I grateful for today? Maybe I learned something new today. Maybe my mind was kind of changed on something that I thought I knew for certain, but I heard a, some new information and now I'm thinking differently. Like, just things to be grateful for. Um, maybe it's just yesterday that my husband brought a tray of cinnamon rolls and coffee up to our bedroom with glasses of milk for the kids because the kids were snuggling me in the morning. Two out of my three still do that. And he brings it up on a Sunday. And we literally all sat in bed. The dog jumped up in the bed. The cat, we were eating cinnamon rolls, coffee. The kids were drinking milk. And then I fed my dog some of the cinnamon roll. And Evan gave the rest of his milk to the cat. So the cat was dipping her paw in and drinking the milk. And it was that was something I was very grateful for, to spend Sunday morning in my house, curled up in bed, all nice and warm, Mark bringing breakfast up to bed and knowing everybody was safe at the time. Like those are the things that I kind of cling to when things get bad, that that's what I'm grateful for. So hopefully my grateful list has helped you kind of think about your own. And I hope you all stay safe this week. If you're going to get together with families, I really hope you manage to do it in a very safe way with like masks and social distancing and, you know, going home and decontaminating your whole outfit that you're wearing. And if you're not getting together with family, I get it because I'm not either. And hopefully you do some Zoom meetings or instant messaging with them or uh, direct, whatever you call it, video chat. Take care, everybody. Until next week. And I think for December, I may just do a theme of like sex toy gifts. I know. I, I feel like I haven't talked about it in like six months. And maybe I feel like that will cover a larger audience of people who are interested in what toys to get their partner for Christmas. So that's where I'm going to go with that. Have a good day.